the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Right now at 106, you're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is dipietro.com. Listen, right now, are you hungry? You are? Great. Pop into Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Ron and Melissa, they're open right now. They're open for another hour. Their hours are Tuesday through Friday, 7 to 2. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Wine for lunch, have some sausage and peppers or eggplant or meatball calzones, pepperoni cheese calzones, plain deluxe spinach pies, pizza strips, cannolis, brownies, Trump chocolate covered donuts, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Look for them on Facebook, located 170 Royal Little, Little Drive in Providence, right off of Silver Spring Street. So if you're in your car right now, and you're listening to either AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. And you're maybe on 146 or maybe you're on 95 or 290. You can, you can be there in 5 or 10 minutes. Everything fresh. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. I want to, again, refer you to the website, DePietro.com. We've had the most in-depth stories on Kelly Bates Leaving Channel 10, and don't forget uh, the website, topetro.com, brought to you by Endzone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Folks, they are ready. Patriots kick off this Sunday, 420, against the Dolphins. Patriots, Dolphins. And the action, you can catch it at Endzone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, in addition to that, they also have Dana and his crew. They have karaoke Friday tonight, tomorrow night, Sunday, NFL ticket, delicious food, clean, friendly, family-owned. Stop in and see them. I am going to be in there at some point this weekend. I'm trying to determine when. But I am definitely going to be kicking off the initial NFL weekend with at Endzone Sports Pub. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe it, I don't know yet. I'm trying to figure it out. Maybe tomorrow I'll go and watch some college football. Um, folks, and I know, I know some people are anti-NFL, blah, 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 uh, because of Colin Kaepernick and so forth. I'm not one of them. It was a great game last night. That wasn't a good game. That was a great game. Um, boy, Brady, whatever he's taking, it's working without question. Um, that was pass interference, though. That was pass interference on the Bucks. But the Cowboys are a tough team to root for. But listen, it was it was great. What a great opening night for the NFL. And the Bucs win in an exciting game against the Cowboys. And the Patriots season is here with their new quarterback. And then tomorrow, there's great college football. So pop in. End zone sports pub. 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. You don't have to drive to Providence and deal with all the goons. Nope. You're relaxing with Dana and his crew. Who knows? I may pop in tonight. A little karaoke. No, I, I actually am not a karaoke person. But, you know, I, I was at a karaoke recently, and I liked the fact there were people that went because they had it, and they loved it, and they were very, very talented. All right, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's a link right at the website, which is to Petro.com. So, folks, the big news 
is this situation with President Biden and Biden announcing this uh, national vaccine mandate, which, um, again, I'm not the first one, but uh, I, I think it's problematic. I think it's problematic because people that you're just not going to get people to do it that way. I think we are on the verge at some point of another Oklahoma City. I mean it. Folks, right now it's 10 minutes past one. If you've noticed, people are just people are just going off the rails. Now, some other headlines. Final L.A. Times poll shows Gavin Newsom recall election is all but decided. Now, this will be huge if he can, in fact, survive the recall election. So now let me also um, I want to just check some other some other um, headlines that are out there, um, such as folks, you know, there, there are a bunch of tents at the state house. I've talked about this a little bit in the past. But there are tents at the state house to head highlight the homelessness problem. Homelessness problem. But what no one wants to mention and talk about is the fact that who's living in a lot of the low-income housing, at least in our area, let's call it out, it's a lot of the illegals. You know, you have eight to ten people living in a three-bedroom apartment, but they never call them out on that. Now, some other headlines. Uh, Dr. Ja, the big controversial issues here will be vaccine mandates for private employers, says Dr. Ja. My view uh, OSHA set safety standards, and it's unsafe to be in an indoor workplace without vaccine or testing. So they want to move it to that. Also, there's something odd. Parker Gavigan has good footage. Acorn Lane in West Warwick looks like a war zone. A water main broke last night, and the street is um, undermined. Portions have collapsed. It does. It looks like a bomb went off for crying out loud. So uh, good job by, um, by NBC10. But this is... Um, at least 14 governors so far saying they won't tolerate mandates will engage in legal action. So that's where it's going to go. That is where it's going to go. White House Chief of Staff is slammed by Republicans for retweeting posts about Biden vaccine mandate being the ultimate workaround. What they're saying is they want to take it out of the decision, um, take it out of the employer, out of the employer. And instead, they want to, the government's just going to do it. Dr. Ja, that's interesting that he wants to put it now under OSHA. Now, ABC News has a report out right now. The unvaccinated are 10 times more likely to be hospitalized and 11 times more likely to die, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky says. Folks, I, but the, the problem I, I go back to is we are still, do I have to keep saying we're free country. There are people that decide that, right? There are people that that are deciding it. Rapper Dan Surrogate's gold chain hook surgically implanted into his scalp. He decided to do that. He did. 
He decided to do that. There are people walking around that need to lose 100 pounds. Is the government now going to start to ban them from fast food? There are people that smoke cigarettes. Is the government going to stop them? For It's still a legal product. Next up, they're going to let people smoke pot. Cowboys were robbed, by the way, though. That, that was pass interference, uh, offensive pass interference. It was. I don't know. They still might have won the game, but Scooter Braun by 65 million post-divorce Brentwood Mansion. All right, let me get to um, some of the sound that everyone is talking about, and then we'll uh, check in with some of our Friday guests, such as, um, let me, hold on, folks. Here we go. Uh, you know, I do like that story, though, how uh, Jake Tapper ripping Biden saying, you can, you can get mad at the people, who, but the, the villains are the liars. Uh, slam President Biden described scolding unvaccinated Americans. Folks, there are a lot of people that are just going off what they heard. And there has been a lot of misinformation out there. All of that to me is true. So let's hear. There are privilege. This is on uh, a discussion on, on the part of the Biden CNN. Here we go. I absolutely think we should have that requirement. I think it was a major oversight on the part of the Biden administration to not issue this yesterday. And we have to talk about the reason. The reason isn't so much that we need to keep our our train travel and plane travel even safer. They are pretty safe, although I definitely think that having a vaccine requirement would make it even safer and probably encourage many people who are vaccinated or who have young kids and want to protect them. Um, Maybe it'll help to encourage those people to start traveling again. But there's an even bigger reason, too, which is I think we really need to make it clear that there are privileges associated with being an American, that if you wish to have these privileges, you need to get vaccinated. Travel and having the right to travel interstate, it's not a constitutional right as far as, I'm, as, far as I know to, um, to, to, uh, to board a plane. And so saying that if you want to stay unvaccinated, that's your choice. But if you want to travel, you better go get that vaccine. You know, this is how, folks, they are really going to start to, you can hear it, they are really going to start to crack down and they want to demonize the unvaccinated. Now, I want to play this um, piece that ABC says. Right now, 62% of Americans ages 12 and up are fully vaccinated. California, they're going to make it that all school-aged children 12 and older must be vaccinated. So, But right now, uh, the amount of people that are landing in the hospital... Um, and there's some part of the population that you're just never going to reach. But I feel bad for people that are trying to find the right information and can't. And I think this is pretty I think this is pretty effective. Uh, this story that you're about to hear right now did appear on ABC. Here we go. Major developments. We're keeping an eye on this big number as, yes, football season gets ready to get underway tonight. The league is reporting nearly 94% of NFL players and more than 99% of related staff are at least partially vaccinated and an even higher number of vaxxed when it comes to coaches. Okay, Dr. Ash, we're talking about grown men there uh, in football, but a lot of issues right now are focused on kids, pediatric COVID cases, kids going back to school. What do we know about this age group right now? What's the latest? Right. TJ, exactly. We're not only watching the football season, but we're watching the start of the school season. So a lot of attention right now on this pediatric age group. Recent numbers out of the CDC. Um, Right now, take a look at this. More than 2,200 children.
children right now are getting care in hospitals across the country for COVID-related illness. Uh, average daily case rate right now is higher among children 5 through 17 years of age than it is for all adult age groups, so that's significant. It's accounting for about one in four of all COVID cases. And what we're seeing on college campuses, you guys, a lot mandating vaccination for all students, most mandating masking in the classroom, and a lot doing surveillance testing. So we're really kind of seeing a variety of approaches across the country. That's right, and Jen, my daughter was had to be mandatorily vaccinated. Can I talk mandatorily? That's right. That's a word, right? Vaccinated yep. to go to college. Your daughter as well. She's a sophomore, but even despite the vaccination, she tested positive and she's in isolation now. Tell us how she's doing and, and how you're doing. Well, <laughs> you know, as, as a doctor, I'm doing better than I am as a mom. Um, she's doing okay. She has very mild symptoms. She is fully vaccinated. This was picked up on routine surveillance testing. She had no known contacts and had not been out um, in a social setting until, ironically, the day that specimen was sent off. You guys, the hardest part has actually been psychological. Isolating for 10 full days without another person contact has been really, really hard. So I think we really have to remember it's the mind as well as the body. Yeah. Well, we are so folks, that is, um, again, you know, and that also kicks in with some people that continue to ask, I don't understand, you know, I don't understand what happened because someone was vaccinated and then they still came down with COVID. You know, how is this happening? Well, good afternoon. It's one it's Friday, it is September 10th, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is dePietro.com. So Governor McKee is going to drop out of sight a little bit more. Not fully. For instance, he's doing a September 11th something tomorrow. I saw 8.30 in the morning. But he's definitely going to cut back on some of his visibility with the, with the media. Folks, another story that's out there that I just want to play, and that is, um, I'll, I'll give credit to Channel 12 as a story on it. But it has to do with Rhode Island Congressman Jim Langevin. And what is... Um, I'll play the story and then I'm going to comment on it. Here we go. Slaps back at Congressman Jim Langevin, accusing him of joining the, quote, partisan pro-abortion bandwagon. The U.S. representative recently announced he's had a change of heart when it comes to abortion and public policy. Langevin, who is Catholic and historically pro-life, says he is personally against abortion. However, he now doesn't think the government has a role in a woman's decision. 12 News reporter Sheena Loshudo has more on his response and what the bishop is saying tonight. Sheena? Well, Congressman Jim Langevin says we have to trust women. He says he will soon co-sponsor a bill that would protect abortion rights. Congressman Jim Langevin says he's supporting the Women's Health Protection Act, a bill that would federally codify abortion rights. 
I don't see it as the government's role to be involved uh, with a woman's decision uh, in consultation with her doctor. Landrevin, historically a pro-life Democrat, says watching the new abortion law in Texas take effect caused him to rethink. In Texas, it's now illegal to get an abortion six weeks into a pregnancy. It doesn't provide even uh, exceptions for case of rape and incest, and it, and it also turns the, the state really neighbors into, it's like a vigilante state with neighbors reporting on neighbors. Langevin says he's still personally against abortion, but he doesn't believe the government should have a role in that choice. A position that's being highly criticized by Bishop Thomas Tobin, the Roman Catholic Bishop of the Diocese of Providence. Tobin says while Langevin claims to be a practicing Catholic, Catholics don't promote legalizing abortion. In a scathing statement, the bishop wrote in part, quote, setting aside the partisan rhetoric, we are obliged to speak the truth that every time an abortion takes place, a child dies. Sadly, that reality will now be on the heart and soul and conscience of Jim Langevin. And according to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, lawmakers on Capitol Hill will be voting on that abortion bill soon. We're live in Providence tonight. I'm Sheena Lushudo, 12 News. Now, the real thing about that that makes this so appalling, folks, and again, good afternoon at 122. What is really, what this is really about and why Congressman Jim Langevin is so reprehensible is what this is really about is just protecting his political position. Because if he didn't come out this strongly, he would have a primary against a progressive Democrat. That's what it's all about and nothing more than that. This is Langevin, 20 years in Congress. How many bills has he passed? Zero. What does he do to help the people of the 2nd District? Nothing. He has extensive staff because of his physical situation. That if he wasn't in Congress, he'd have to pay for it. But the taxpayers pay for it. His entire position on this matter is driven by poll numbers. He knows that if he doesn't come out as strong as you possibly could, he would face the primary against a progressive. He might still face one, but then he would really face one. And that's what they're afraid of. That's what's driving it. It's not about conviction. It's not about belief. Doesn't even enter into the equation. Congressman Jim Langevin's entire approach on that issue He's not even concerned about a Republican. He's worried about some progressive, earthy, crunchy, socialist Democrat down in South Kingstown, near URI. One of those types of individuals, kind of like some, you know, new modern day hippie, whatever you want to call it. He's worried that one of them would, and a woman would go against him. That is it. So good for Bishop Tobin calling him out. But make no mistake about it. This has nothing to do. It's all about, it's all politics. And they're writing, they're writing for him exactly what he has to say. Now, I mentioned earlier, you know, homeless demand more action from lawmakers. So they're camping out in tents at the state house. Now, I want to hear, this is one of those stories 
that the media can't say anything bad about the homeless. They don't really get at some of the real root causes of it. Let's hear the uh, Channel 12 piece on this. My name is Eric Hirsch. I'm a professor at Providence College, and I work with the Rhode Island Homeless Advocacy Project and the Homeless Bill of Rights Defense Committee, the two organizations that are sponsoring this. We're here to dramatize the plight of hundreds of Rhode Islanders who are living outside as we speak. This is unprecedented in the history of the state. And I've been working on this issue of homelessness since 1990. There are 336 people living outside. There are 1,069 people on a waiting list for emergency shelter, more than half of them living in families. We have a hotel program for formerly homeless people that's going to close down before winter. We're saying to the governor and the General Assembly, you need to act to solve this crisis immediately. We've been trying to get their attention for so long without success, really. We met with the governor. We think he cares, but we need action now. I've been homeless on and off for 13 years since I was 18 and I'm 31. It's not been an easy journey to get to where I am today. It's been an obstacle of being out in the rain in the middle of snowstorms without a tent, without having the proper shelter, without being able to get into a shelter because they're full. And there's just so much more that this state could provide for these people that I don't see why these people would have to even be in tents when they could be better programs, better shelters. And it's a scary thing to go into shelters because then you have to worry about is your stuff going to get stolen, whether it's your medication. I've had my medication stolen from me. So it's hard to be to think of these people and think of them as being stable when they don't have the opportunity to be stable. And I just hope that by having this conference and by speaking up about this, that you know, we have the opportunity to house these people or find them the proper resources. So, you know, I, I want to just say, folks, at 127, again, you're listening to the John DePietro show. Listen, there's a worker shortage. Let, let's get into the real reality of what you just heard. And all the media did was provide a microphone and a platform. You have to work. You have to work. What you hear is these people, they want everything provided for them. Homelessness, look at the West Coast. Homelessness is becoming more accepted and they become more demanding. It's very simple. There's a large number of people and it's getting larger. They simply don't want to work. They don't want to work. They want everything provided for them. They don't care. They want it provided. They don't even touch on the fact who's living in a lot of the low-income housing. The illegals are. The illegals are. There's thousands of illegals in the state living in low-income housing. That's what the problem is. But that's what she's... Now, the shelter, she's not wrong. People don't like go to the shelter. Why? Number one, you can't bring a weapon in. Number two, you can't bring in drugs or booze into a shelter. You can't bring an animal into the shelter. That girl... She is in her early 30s. I've been homeless for 13 years. Is she? It's a, it's a way of life. This would end the cycle. This is where you're going to live. And five days a week, you're going to have to get up and go to a job. They don't want to do that. And let's face it, folks, there's more 
They just keep demanding more money. It's, it's a bottomless pit. We want more free housing. We want more free meals. There's never been more EBT cards and food pantries and soup kitchens and the panhandlers. And Allure's has got the giving meters. And there's never, it, it's, it's now acceptable. It's acceptable. And years ago, you know, they called them a bum, bum or a hobo. And they, to their credit, they flipped that. Now it's like those who just choose to be, they don't even call them homeless. There's a new word for it. They're um, housing displaced or something. I forget exactly. I'll think of it. They don't even call them homeless. Now you're not even supposed to call them homeless anymore. There is a worker shortage. And on the low end, because of all the government benefits and the give out, they're at, you see ads, we need cooks, dishwashers, so forth. It's a job. It's a day's pay. It's a place to go. You don't have to love it, but you just go for eight hours a day. And you walk out of there and you punch out, boom, and you're paid. And you pay your rent and then you can go out and do whatever the hell you want. God. Me, 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 give me. This is all these people. They choose to live outside. They choose to live outside. They do. There's a line to get into the shelters. What, what is this? Folks, I'm telling you because there's more people that are pushing for socialism. That's where we're going. It's people who they don't want to work. They don't want to work. They've decided they don't want to work. In the past, you weren't supposed to say it. Now, pot's legal, basically. They just, it's, it's now becoming, you just announce. Remember that kid that sat in the back of the class all through grammar school? Always got a C or a D. The kid that was always never moving too fast. Really not good in gym class, really not good in any of the subjects, didn't put in a lot of effort, just kind of sat there like a bump on the log. You know, fourth grade was already like 15 pounds overweight and kind of struggled, went through high school, didn't go to college, just kind of was there taking up space. Not a bad person, not a bad guy, not a loud guy, just a guy. Well, he never really wanted to do schoolwork, and he really never wanted to work in high school. And what do you think is happening now? He's 30 years old. He likes to bone up and go on his phone, and they don't want to work. That's what it's become. And they they have advocates, though, that are demanding. This is unfair. Pitching tents at the statehouse. Unprecedented. Homelessness. I'll tell you someone who does work, and that's Ryan's Appliance Repair. Folks, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. You want your appliance working. You want your appliance working. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Washing machine, dryer, dishwasher, stove, Refrigerator, oven, 
Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Now, I want to log on because I frequently, well, we normally always talk with um, with our friend uh, at Competition Shooting Supplies. So let me, uh, John is very good, by the way, very, very good about updating his Facebook page. Uh, oh, another consignment piece came in. Look at that. Mossberg 590 Shockwave. Wow. Look how beautiful that one is. Holy cow. Oh, man. Boy, did he get a good item. Look at that. Rinko Mach 90 Sporter. Whew. Wow. He's got some. All right, let me get him on the line. He's got some good items. Wow, look at that. You don't see that every day, folks. Folks, he's got it. Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Let me see if I can reach our friend John Francis. Wow, what a good-looking... Uh, he's. I should be open today, today and tomorrow. And then he's closed Sunday, Monday. But um, Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. And again, look for him on Facebook, Competition Shooting Supplies on Facebook. He has a very interesting consignment piece. It looks like it just uh, came. There he is. Folks, joining us right now is the Defender of the Faith from Competition Shooting Supplies. It's our friend John Francis. Good afternoon, John Francis. Hi, John. How are you? Very well. John, hey, I'm looking. Look at that consignment piece that came in that you have on Facebook, the Mossberg 590. Yes. Wow. Still available. Still available. Take us through that. Boy, you don't see that every day. So that is, um, it's, uh, it is not, that is not a handgun. And it is not a shotgun, huh. but it, it is simply considered a pump-action firearm. Wow. So it has, it doesn't have a pistol grip, it just has a grip. Um, and even though it's got the short barrel, again, it's not classified as a shotgun, so it is legal in Rhode Island to own and possess. However, it cannot be, the configuration of it cannot be changed from what it is. Okay, so I if see. someone were to put a spot, an actual buttstock on that yeah. or even a pistol grip, then they would be in violation. I see. Now, you had another one, and I don't know if it's still there, but what about you put another interesting item came in, the Norinco Make 90 Sporter? Look at that. It's already how, gone. That's already gone. Look how beautiful that was. Wow. Yeah, that, one was all, that was all tricked out. Had, had a bunch of magazines to go with it. and Yeah, it was a pretty good package. Whew, boy, that did not last long, did it, John? No, it did not. No, all right. Now, are you finding more people are bringing and uh, selling guns and consignment yeah. at competition shooting supplies? Yes, they are. Well, mm. we're starting to get more people selling than buying. Okay. Oh, good. And good. it's not surprising because now that the, the $600 and now the $300 extra payment from the government yep. a week is now going away, people are looking, they're hurting for money. Looks like it. Maybe it's turned into a to a buyer's market. It uh, it has, yeah. Wow. All right. And folks, remember now, John. Sometimes will he could buy it from you outright or sell on consignment. Either way, four thirty five Benefit Street in Pawtucket. And John, you also um, have a good, pretty decent amount of ammo now, correct? Uh, I had. Oh. Okay. Um, a lot of the stuff that I put on Facebook is already gone. Wow. Uh, right now, I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, I have a fair amount of 22 long rifle. I do have some more 223 uh, Remington, uh, both in steel and brass case. I've got some 12 gauge slugs. 
I've got a few boxes left of some 12-gauge target loads, not many, uh, and I'm doing okay on 12-gauge uh, buckshot. Did you um? Did that Henry Golden Boy Youth, did that go, or do you still have that? No, I still have that. Still have that. Boy, that's beautiful. It is. Wow. All right. Well, folks, again, pop in and see them. What about the new Colt Python? Is that still there? That's already sold. It is already sold. The 357. I had my eye on that. What a beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Oh, with stuff like that, John, yeah. you lose. You're right. You're exactly right. John Francis, what, what are your hours for today and tomorrow? Uh, today, we're here 10 to 6. Tomorrow, 9 to 4.30. And again, folks, remember, you want to sell, either sell to John or Guns on Consignment. Bring them in. Right now is the time, 435 Benefit Street. John Francis, you are the defender of the faith. Great job, and we'll talk to you again. Awesome. Thank you. All right, folks. There he is. John Francis. Competition shooting supplies. He has everything you need. They specialize firearms, ammunition needs, NRI, bullseye precision, pistol competitors. He is the best. He's the most knowledgeable. It's competition shooting supplies. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Uh, please visit the website. We have info up on the petition for Kelly Bates. There's also a member of the Sales Street crew was arrested. Check it out on the website, depetro.com, which is brought to you by the Senadale Revival. Stop in this weekend. Big festival outside. Senadale Revival. Three days. Kicks off tonight, tomorrow, Sunday. 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. And Shane's Place, the Senator Revival, is really going to be right in the thick of it. Comfort, food, and cocktails. Stop in. They're going to have a big uh, festival there this weekend. So, folks, again, um, as far as Governor McKee, I, I think he has, um, if I want to, you know, I'm trying to be objective. I think he's just trying to right the ship a little bit. He's caught some, some bad press the couple past few weeks. Not, nothing insurmountable. But that was, listen, that was not insignificant that his, his chief of staff, that his chief of staff had to resign, Tony Silva. And he, you know, he's still dealing with, they're going to have, um, they're going to have investigations into this $6 million contract. That came out, information on that. He also still has his, uh, Bud Craddock, head of the DMV, is still under state police investigation. So I think Governor McKee, uh, who, you know, came in initially doing pretty well. I think the next 30 to 60 days, we'll see where he is in November. Very, very key for the new governor. Folks, again, repeating, and I don't know if this is going to matter, but unvaccinated people are 11 times more likely to die from COVID. Now, I mentioned the other day, not today, yesterday, it was odd. Um, in a span of three hours, two guys that I knew from the industry, from the business, um, both died of COVID. One a Rhode Islander, this guy that I we had at the radio station at Rhode Island College, Tony Knapp, he then... Um, worked at Pro FM. He worked at, I actually worked with him in New York. He was at WPLJ. In the past few years, I have communicated with him. He was down in Florida. 53 years old. I am told unvaccinated. And 
I, he looked to be in good health. I don't know all the details about his health, but good guy, 53 years old, certainly seemed, you know, good job working in the business, married, children. Um, 53 years old and, and just over the weekend died of COVID. Um, and, and there was another guy who I won't get into. I only met him once or twice. He was in the record business. Um, Jerry Blair, actually. Very well known, especially into the 80s, early 90s in the record business. And uh, I think he was in his early 60s or 60 years old. But it was odd, just in a span of three hours the other night, two, two guys you know, that I knew from the business and both passed away. Now, there was some very high-profile people that, that died of COVID. And one of the guys was the guy in Florida, Mr. Anti-Vax, Mark Bernier, who, I mean, it's, you know, he's almost being mocked for calling himself Mr. Anti-Vax. Um, I think it's tough on the family that's, that that's kind of how he is then remembered. And people are like mocking him as Mr. Anti-Vax and then, you know, died of of COVID. So, you know, that I, I and I don't know enough, you know, when I've I've talked about Mark Bernier, he was a guy in Florida. He was originally from maybe Fall River, but I saw that I think Steve Cass posted on social media that at one time Mark Bernier was his call screener, producer. I think at WHJJ. So I, I, I knew the name, but I just don't remember my interaction with him or if I had any. But there's more and more. And obviously, you know, it's um, you're not hearing about a lot of TV people. I'll say that definitely seems to be a radio thing. A number of radio people seem to be the, the radio. Some of the radio people seem to be more anti-vax so to speak, than the television people. Now, I know that the frontline workers are having another protest. And I don't know what's going to... They do have some support from some reps. I'm not sure what's going to happen with them. With uh, Governor McKee seems to be opening or flexible more, but he was starting to be. But I think the Biden mandate is going to... He's going to lose his... um, his appetite to try to be flexible with that. All right, let's see. Uh, speaking of being healthy, folks, let's see if we can uh, reach our friend Marie. It's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. If you're listening right now, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, I implore you to pop into this tremendous store. If anything, folks, joining us on the line right now is the queen of health. It's our friend Marie at It's My Health. Happy Friday, Marie. Happy Friday, John. Fall is in the air. And you know what's nice on a nice fall afternoon is some delicious tea. Absolutely. Absolutely. It warms the soul. And you have how many different types that people can choose from? Oh, we're probably up into the 400s. Wow. 
Now, Lots of different teas. Marinos. Now, one of our listeners uh, emailed me that he's a big tea person. That's his thing, and he normally would go online and send away. But he'd heard me talk to Marie and talk about her. So he finally ventured in. And Marie, you know the end of the story. Not only was he blown away, but he has now become a regular customer. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And is that fair to say, was he and is he very knowledgeable on different types of tea? Yeah, he mostly uses the European teas, but yes, um, he does know his tea. Wow. And Marie, when you say the European tea, so different teas can have different effects on people's bodies. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're, they're herbs, right? You know, so they, they do have various different effects. Could be on the, the lungs, the liver, the, the kidneys, the heart, um, the, the, the mood, the immune system, so many things. What about the fact that uh, a lot of people, they are concerned about children, and children right now can't be vaccinated, but you have a great selection on children's vitamins. Absolutely. Multivitamins, vitamin D, vitamin C, elderberry, gummies, um, all kinds of things to, to keep the kids healthy, you know, as we come into cold and flu season and as we're still dealing with this, you know, covid Outbreak. Folks, again, we speak with Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's my health, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Now, Marie, the other thing, and I was so blown away on Doreen, who told us how basically you helped change her life on encouraging her to use some of the hemp and CBD products that you have. Absolutely. She was a postal carrier, letter carrier for a number of years, so her feet, you know, from all that walking, um, you know, she has challenges with them. And now she, she works in a, in a you know, retail environment, not just here, but elsewhere. And um, her feet were just killing her. And I said, let's try the CBD, see what it does. And she was amazed and she takes it religiously. Now, Marie, if you could also touch on, you have so many, you have a full wall of spices. I like, if someone enjoys cooking, but they'd like to sprinkle in some things that would also be good for them and, and uh, help healthy for them. You, you would be very good about recommending some different things that they could sprinkle in when they're preparing meals. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We we carry virtually all the all the you know the spices. So some people come in, they're making a recipe, and they want a tablespoon of this and a teaspoon of that, and you know we'll weigh it out and do that and other people come in with jars and you know we weigh the jars and then we fill it for them depends you know we have all kinds from the basics of you know ginger and onion powder and garlic powder and and garlic granules and all the way to like herbs to prevent and garam masala we have it all folks again now marie it's my health 1099 men Road in cumberland marie what are your hours for today and for tomorrow Today we'll be here until 5.30, and tomorrow we'll be here from 9 to 4. All right, you're the queen of health. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Have a great day. All right, folks, there it is, Marie. It's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Folks, good afternoon at 148. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Again, this portion of the program, visit our website, dipietro.com. How would you like a great lunch or dinner or maybe just some drinks in the lounge? Or the Coesed Inn, they're waiting for you. 226 Coesed Avenue in Westport. You can find them right uh, on the website, dibitro.com. Now, if you want to get a hold of me, you can always go to the website, 
DePetro.com. Click Contact John. Some of the email. Uh, this is from Freddie. Jerry from Record Business. Was he the guy from Rainbow Records downtown? Uh, no. He was a record. Uh, thank you, Freddie. He was a record rep. He didn't deal uh, so much in the record stores. He dealt with acts, big name acts, by the way, but with radio stations. So he would get involved with the different tours. Um, Tony Knapp, I have not seen in a very long time, but that is sad. Let me see also. Um, let's see. Vax rates. 330 million people. 50 million who are under 12 equals 280 million people with 208 million adults having at least one shot means we're over 70 percent vaccinated. But in a country where 208 million have at least one dose, 75, one wonders that the effects of the action will even be noticeable. There are 2 million, this is from Bruce, 2 million federal workers. If they're vaccinated at the same rate, that means 1.5 million are already vaccinated. 500,000 federal workers will get vaccinated. The effects will not be easily discernible in a country of more than 330 million people and illegals coming in all the time. I like, um, Oh, where's the one somebody put no more Kelly Bates? <laughs> I find that's funny. Who sent me that? Let me just check. All right, no more, no more Kelly Bates. Ah, <laughs> uh, who uh, who sent that? Brian, hi Juan. Please, no more Kelly Bates. <laughs> Brian's funny. All right. Estelle, getting things for free. Folks, again, go to the website. Click on Contact John. They get free lunch, free breakfast, backpacks full of free food for the weekend, free school materials. Estelle is exactly right. And now it's like, yeah, but we, we need more free housing. And then the homeless people are told, yeah, but we, we gave you a, you, you're getting a free apartment. I know, but I want a free house. Uh, let's see, another email. Last I saw, 62% of our Americans had at least one shot. Number's low, includes 50 million people under 12. Um, take them out of the number, the vax rate's over 70%. You know, I, I agree, but this is Biden doubling down. Another email, you're right again. Sickening, Juan, you're sickening how Langevin flips. It's true. Just felt lost last time. Um, he, this is all about Congressman Jim Langevin. This is all about him trying to avoid a Democrat primary, period. And I know he's going to have a Republican opponent again, but I'm not convinced that they are that concerned about. Listen, I give credit by anyone that runs for office. I give them credit for doing that. Uh, it's not it's not easy to run for office. You know, people learn a lot about themselves and they also learn a lot about, you know, it's the ultimate. You find out who your friends are. Um, if, in fact, you decide to run for office. But um, but I, I'm not convinced that I it, it Congressman Jim Langevin coming down that strongly and wanting to make news and wanting to go up against Bishop Tobin. It's all to avoid a progressive going against him in Democrat primary because there already is word that one may run against him. He's just not progressive enough for them. All right, I want to play uh, on CNN. Tapper rips Biden for speaking out against the unvaxxed. I don't think scolding is the right approach. And I would agree with that, but I want to play... um, this is Jake Tapper on CNN, and I agree. I but 
you know, there's nothing about the Biden approach that I think is effective. This is what happens when you have someone, you know, I don't get these ads where the guy's wearing that black mask. I hate it. Who thought of that? I wish they would test that out. How is that? That looks like it looks like a hijacker. Terrible. They put that into a commercial. All right, here's the CNN discussion. Here we go. There's the question of coercion and there's a question of persuasion. Uh, And you see him moving from persuasion to coercion. Uh, He took on a scolding tone uh, talking to the people who are unvaccinated, talking about how, you know, people's patience is running out, talking about this mandate. Um, And I don't know as a matter of politics, unless, of course, the goal was to get all these Republican governors and politicians to come out against this, I don't know that that was not predictable. This is part of the American public. This is part of the ethos in this country. People don't want big government telling them what to do. Um, Now, the difference between now and back then is now uh, the anti-science component of our society is bigger. Uh, and it, it has, uh, there are grifters, there are people who are using this for ratings, for clicks, uh, all sorts of, for votes. And so I haven't yet really seen uh, the Biden administration talk or try to address this. I don't think scolding is the approach. Uh, there are these purveyors of misinformation out there, and they're not just on the right. Robert Kennedy Jr. is one of the most notorious ones. Uh, and I haven't seen the president or anyone say, look, people, he, like he's scolding the people that are being lied to as opposed to the liars. You know what I mean? Yes. Like instead of saying there are a bunch of people just trying to get your money, trying to get your attention, trying to get your votes, trying to get your views and clicks, they're lying to you. Instead of shaming the liars right. and trying to educate the people being lied to, yep. he's scolding the people being lied to. Yes. And again, as with the election lie, you can get mad at the people who believe the lies but the villains are the liars. You know, I, I normally don't agree with Jake Tapper, but I don't, I don't think he's he's wrong in that. Um, the same people, this was on MSNBC, the same people are now arguing against the mask mandates are the same people running around for weeks saying it's okay to force a woman to bring terms to pregnancy to term against her will. I, I don't know about, I, I don't think that's it. Um. That that is, I mean, that is just not accurate. Um, well, I'm also seeing. So, Jill Biden was giving a speech, and President Biden's there, and he just starts. I think he wanders off during his her speech. He looks confused, and then he just wanders away from him. <laughs> folks. He is supposedly running the country. Top education advisor for Governor McKee resigns. Governor McKee is finding it's not as easy as it looks not as easy as it looks you know governor Raimondo I'll say this about her she there was no she was not laid back she was not low key she was not she was let me see this. Wall Street Journal editorial admitted, you don't want the president to run again, yet his absence hasn't solved any problems. <laughs> is, is the president finished? I don't know if he is. 
I know that his latest interviews are not drawing big ratings. I think he's already a little overexposed. I think he needs a new message. Um, let me just read this. This is in the Wall Street Journal. Is President Trump playing the game badly? Question needs to be asked. If you think he's the worst thing that ever happened, the answer may be entirely reassuring. Let's put the aside the elephant in the room, his post-election antics. If you were President Trump's Twitter strategist, you'd be kicking yourself right now. Assuming he could be persuaded to bring a um, some discipline to tweeting, he'd be on an I told you so roll. My vaccines are the global gold standard. I warned you about China. Warned you about defund the police. Boom, boom, boom. Warned you about illegal immigration. Uh, offered a big, beautiful wall, big, beautiful gate. We get Sleepy Joe's border chaos. Next, he may throw away the post-COVID jobs boom I gave him. Boom, boom, boom. The elephant in the room is his refusal to accept the results of the 2020 race, which has become an albatross for millions of former fans and many who served as administration. You don't expect him to be a culpa, but because it's how he operates, you might expect him to emerge with a new story about how his now-admitted defeat was really a moral victory. Story might have some persuasive power. I got 11 million more votes than I did in 2016. I got more votes than any presidential candidate in the history except Joe Biden. Um, And if the race had been Biden, Jeb Bush, do you think 155 million would have turned out? Not a chance. That was my doing. Real change was on the table. So I think what they're, um, what this is, the Wall Street Journal, I think there are people that are trying to published and almost like whispered his ear what um, he should be saying. That's the way I read that, not as an insult. He goes on to write, my own estimate is the president can't afford not to run for president between now and 2024. It's too lucrative. His business life now appears to consist largely of paying himself for services his companies provide to his own campaign. <laughs> uh, he's already decided to be happy just picking the next president, which explains the tr- a tr- troop of hopefuls outside his door in Mar-a-Lago. Um, they write, one of the few ways he successfully synergizes business with political interest during the presidency, if he planned on being president again, would he be selling his Washington hotel? That's what they're saying, if he planned on being president again. So I don't know. Well, folks, listen, it's one fifty nine. I want to uh, thank everyone for tuning in and listening to the John DePietro Show. Listen, enjoy this Friday. Stay tuned. The John Dion program is next. Thank you to the great Jeff Gamach. Right after... WNRI Winsocket. WNRI.